Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Eaters podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk about a Viking victory. It's generally ugly win or lose when we play the Bears, especially in Soldier Field, and that's exactly what it was and is. Um, We now have news that on Justin Jefferson that we didn't necessarily have last Monday. Um, you know, at least four games. We'll talk a little bit about, you know, would they extend that a little bit given, you know, what could happen in the next couple games without them as far as losing. Um, and then the trade deadline is right around the corner. Quasi is a guy that, you know, loves to make a deal per se. Maybe he'll take a shot. Maybe it'll be something big. Of course, people talking Cousins, people talking Hunter. Those are the, t- the top two. That stands out. Now, the defense, you know, they're making strides, man. They're actually getting pressure and not just, hey, we got a bunch of pressures, but we don't have hits or sacks. No, we're getting home. We're finally getting home on some quarterbacks um, the last two weeks. Probably the most hits on a QB we've had in a couple of years back-to-back. Um, Addison, <laughs> this guy, man, this freaking guy. And he almost, you know. Had he probably kept running, he, he may have been in, an, an, well, either way, a big play, but that could have went even you know, longer. But he uh, he definitely had, a, a, you know, four TDs in six games. That's pretty damn good. So we'll talk it through. We'll talk offense, defense, special teams. Hey, we yeah, we actually got some special teams and pretty much played out has, how it has been the last couple of years. Oh, the field goals? Yeah, we'll hit some long field goals. Oh, the extra point? Eh, well, hey. It, it got blocked this week. It, did, it wasn't a miss. It was a block. Okay. Uh, but anyway, we'll get into it in the course. We got the Niners coming into town. Now, they're a little short-handed. The problem is, so are we. <laughs> um, so that's going to be tough. And, of course, so we'll preview and predict that per usual. And, of course, we'll uh, close the show in a gopher segment. And, it, you know, we've been saying it for the last couple weeks. It's It's time to be. Iowa. If this is your first time listening to the Purple People Leaders podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropadope Radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and Ropadope and download the show directly there. You can find it in a number of places. As far as under Ropadope Radio on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Google Podcasts, you can download the podcast app. We also have a Spricker page, Living in Loserville. Spricker page. Check that out. Become a subscriber. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegrowingtruth.com and, the, and Sports News 24. One thing real quick about DirecTV Stream. The MLB postseason is here. Sign up and catch every game live on DirecTV Stream. No satellite dish, no cable box required for a limited time. Save that $30. So choose the DirecTV streaming package that's right for you. Starting at $64.99. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and bring in my co-host, Aaron, into the frame. And, yeah, I think it was Dusty Baker who's like, I just love following him because this guy digs into so many damn stats and so many random, like, wow, I had no clue. So he's a really fun follow, um, but – 2020, 19-13 was the victory. And I definitely remember that. I think that was on a Sunday night, if I remember correctly. But 
Another ugly one, 19 to 13, though. The Vikings get it done, my friend. First and foremost, how are you doing here? I'm well. It was ugly, uh, to say the least. Also, you know, this, this fan base is in a weird position here, Chris. Some people want to uh, see the Vikings lose. Others want to see the Vikings win and go through a, a nice little run here. Um, either way, I don't think you really got what you wanted. Uh you did get a win, and I guess if you're in the school of a W is a W, then the W is a W. You got a win. You're now two and four. If you were looking for a loss, then I guess uh, you weren't happy with the outcome on uh, Sunday. But you know, I thought there were some positives in the game. They were few and far between. There are also you know a bunch of negatives, uh, and you know, but I think really just wrap it up, Chris. You. This was the Bears. You We're going to wrap it a, up. We're wrapping it up. All right, wrap her up. Uh, this was the Bears. They're not the greatest team. Uh, you probably should have won by more. Um, but 19-13 is a victory. And, it, and you know, I don't know. It's hard to say, Chris. We'll try to discuss with throughout the show. But I just don't know what you can really take from a 19-13 victory. I thought the defense, you know, looked good. But. Then again, it's the Chicago Bears and a few, you know, futile offense. So it's, it's hard to really judge or find what to take out of the game, but nonetheless, it's a victory and, uh, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, the win lose thing, I'm a big, it's going to play out and I have nothing to do with the outcome. I'll always root for my team. Um, that's just how it's going to go. But, you know, when scenarios change, then I have a different outlook like, hey, that wouldn't be that bad, you know, that type of stuff. But, it, you know, I'm, I'm just big on – I'm always going to root for them to win, especially in rivalry games or whatever. Um, but, you know, like you said, it is what it is. Now, we both picked against the squad last week, and we know that the Bears seemingly found some sort of uh, road to mediocre on offense based off what they had done you know, in the previous weeks. But I guess them getting off the schneid the week before against Washington, looking crazy, uh, really helped us because it was like – because you know damn well we would have lost that game had they have not had a win on their records. We would have given up the first win. That's just how it goes in Vikings lore. Um, But, yeah, the Jefferson thing, let's just talk it through right now. You know, the game, that game, we'll talk about some drives, but this – it was 19-13, to and it was 12-6 to so there's really not a dude that, but that six and out wasn't that bad. You know, we're not going to go down that place, but at least three more games given the IR. Um, we did hear a report by Doogie, I believe it was, or no, somebody said that he was running by the media. <laughs> um, so it can't be that crazy, but you know, when you got a stud player, you got the elite of the elite, you don't want to mess with a hammy because you don't want to have a hammy surgery. Um, so either way, this was a dead giveaway that we're going to put him on IR, right? Even though we didn't know, we just assumed, and, and sure enough, here we are. Now, you know, would they be willing to do that competitive rebuild? And the rebuild part would be like, well, we just want to make sure we don't want to piss you off because if you're healthy, you only got 17 of these. And I think people forget it's not baseball, it's not hockey, it's not NBA. There's incentives. I'm not saying he has incentives, but, you know, you can't just be like, you're not going to play. Sorry, we're going to rest you over and over until week 14, you know, because then you're going to lose people. 
not just the locker room, but some of your guys you want to have on your team for a decade. Um, that's just not how it goes. Um, and if an owner's – I mean, we got a defensive coordinator who had an owner that clearly wanted to lose, and it didn't go too good. And what did the head coach did? He's going to coach. And so he, you know, he coached them up. And actually, given the roster they had, he coached them up pretty damn good with Flores and Miami. But anyway, what do you think? Do you think they can – sneak out a, a, a fifth or sixth game of not playing and, and still get away with it, sir? I mean, I think they can if they wa- if that's something they wanted to do um, because it's so, you know, hamstrings are so volatile, like you said. You don't know. We, we know the grade of it, but we don't really know, you know, through the eye test of, of how bad it was. And so obviously it was bad enough for IR, uh, theoretically, um, whether Doogie saw a guy running, you can run with a hamstring. It's a little painful, but you can do it. Um, you know, I, it depends on, you know, this is where we are kind of are with the state of the franchise, Chris, is that just, there's real, nobody really knows exactly what, uh, the intentions of uh, Quasi are, um, particularly as for the future. Um, but I, I mean, if you can get, Will it help you to get Jefferson back in two to three, four? Yeah, obviously it would. But in the long run, you know, is it better to sit him for five to six? It just all, uh, there's going to be a lot that's going to tell, uh, going forward what the intentions are here for this season. Um, just by the things that we'll see happen, i.e. trade deadline, which we'll talk about later. Um, how they handle this Jefferson injury. Um, are they going to try to rush him back to win a game? Okay, well, that'll tell you that they're playing for now. Are they going to sit him longer than we think they should sit him? Well, that might be a uh, a tip of the hat to maybe looking towards the future a little bit. Um, obviously, if if you want to go for the season, you want to get him back. But then again, you're looking at a guy that you wanted to sign this offseason, weren't able to do it, and now he's got an injury that could linger, um, which could affect uh, a lot of things negotiation-wise. Um, but his play has been pretty close to brilliant, if not stellar. So I think in the long run, you're just, you probably, like you said, you don't want to lose the locker room and you don't want to put guys out there risking their hamstrings for a guy who's milking his. So <clears throat> I don't know, Chris, we're, it's going to be telling to see. Um, I just wish we could have some sort of clarity on, on where, what they want to do future wise. Cause if you are quote unquote, you know, not all in on this season, I guess is a good way to put it. Uh, then yeah, I'd sit him for seven to eight because there's not a big difference except for positioning between two wins and six wins or two wins and, 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 and eight wins. You know, it's all better to probably have two wins if you're going for the future. Therefore, keep Jefferson out. So that's a long winded way of saying, I don't know, man. I just think the best probably plan of action would be if he's healthy, play him. You know, and if that's four weeks, then play him. You know, I, I, that's probably the best way out of that box. Otherwise, there's going to be speculation either way. But I thought the IR yeah, sure. itself was was the IR itself was kind of a sign that it was a fairly serious injury. Yeah, and you know, would that be the case if we were four and two rather than two and four? Eh, you know, I don't know. Um, it does get them back the quickest, I guess, if you're going to do the IR. So instead of waiting a game or two, um, and you know, like you said, man, hamstrings and wide receivers, it's just, 
It is a dangerous one, and even if some people say, well, in the future, in the coming years, I want to trade him. Okay, cool, but let's sign him, and then in a couple years, we can see where we're at. But you do want to sign him to be able to trade him, you know, Uh, and I don't want to trade him, but I'm saying for the people that have been hooting and hollering about that. Now, as far as I think the competitive rebuild, they've they've said it, and I think for the most part, they've done it because we've we've seen them – on the competitive side, you know, Harrison Smith, they reworked the deal. Hunter, they reworked the deal. Um, but also, they cut a bunch of fucking people these last two years. They cut like seven or eight vets, including a guy like Kendricks, right? So I think they've done that. Now, I do see what you're saying as far as this year in particular. And I think at that trade line with Hunter, if we trade Hunter, then we know what they're doing. Um, so... I think that will clarify itself, whether it's next week or the week after. I think it's Tuesday on Halloween, uh, 3 o'clock Central is when the deadline there is. So I think we will get a little bit more. I don't really think you want to publicly talk about what you're what you're thinking this season just yet. Uh, because, you know, if you're trying to make a trade, you don't want to publicly, um, you know, talk about it, really. Um, but... You know, there were some positives because it is a win a lot of times this year. Uh, not even positive or negative. We've just been – and it's really not even being critical. Uh, you know, it's just straight up what we talk about. But since we won, um, as ugly as it was, let's start with, like you were talking about, defense. Um, you know, beyond like maybe two, three drives where they did have some success with the run, they run a lot. So – that was going to happen, but he didn't, we didn't hit all these explosive plays or anything. And that's, it's usually, that's what he hits is the long ones. Um, and, and to be fair, the lot, like we said, the lot, came, they came in scoring 40 points on a bad team, but still. Um, so that, it was just nice to have a guy who could move and we actually got hits. Um, getting pressures is one thing. But five sacks, eight hits. Last week, I think it was eight or seven. Um, maybe it was nine. I know we haven't gotten double digits in a while, but to back-to-back weeks with QB hits, man, we know how effective that can be. And I think that's great. Uh, seven pass blockups, and right now, or pass PBUs blockups. <laughs> um, but I think we're we're top ten in the league in sacks, eighteen sacks. So. Obviously, the takeaways need to come. You know, we, we had three, you know, takeaways last week, which was great, or this, you know, on Sunday. Um, and I didn't really think it through all the way, but when they flashed that stat saying three today and three so far through five games, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. So that would be nice. Now, they're not going to average three a game, but getting to that quarterback was huge, especially a guy – that can move around. So I really liked what I saw. And some of these players, man, I mean, Hunter, that last sack that he got, the way he had to work through the double team, I mean, he had to work so hard to the step-up sack. I mean, he's really come on, and there are some other players, if you'd like to talk about him, whoever, you know, obviously Hicks had a big game or whatever. But, you know, for three years in a row, we've had, you know, one of the worst defenses in the league. We're not ready to be like, they turn the corner, bro. Here it is, top ten, top five. But at least we're hitting the goddamn quarterback for a change. was nice to see. I thought that 
defensive line, although we've been over it with the, the lack of, I guess, sorry, my mic went off there, uh, lack of real talent there, um, at least I thought that they, they played well and they contained, you know, we weren't in the usual chasing running quarterback mode. We were able to contain fields because he likes to run. I think he's a default runner and it was able to contain him uh, to the point where he had to throw the ball and he was with limited success there. We were able to confuse him as a young quarterback, which I thought was a, a big part of it. Um, and, you know, defensively, I thought the, the secondary was well played well. I thought they, Held up good enough, but it's all under that, that microcosm of uh, you played the Bears. Um, and, you know, by, on paper, these Bears should be a lot better than they are. They have talented offensive line. Um, they have talented receivers now. Uh, talented backs, in fact, I think their backs are more talented than our backs. Um, they just, for some reason, coaching or, or whatnot, haven't put it all together, except for in the game before us where they put up a 40 spot, which is kind of a weird enigma there. Yeah. But, um. You know, so defensively, I think they're making improvement. It makes me want to know that Flores will be back next year and maybe for a year after that, because I think if you get him the parts and pieces that you need, you're going to be a top five defense. Um, but that's a conversation for later, uh, in the season. But for now, taking what he's, what he has and using that, a lot of things are genius. What he's doing with the, with, uh, uh, disguising, uh, the blitzes, I think is, really in, inventive um it really confuses even guys like Mahomes it's been confusing a little bit yeah and uh you know cuz you just don't know who's coming you put everybody on the line and, and it's like you got seven there and the offensive line doesn't know you know who's coming who's not and Zimmer did a little bit of that with the A gap blitzes and so on but i think it's even an extension uh, with Flores yeah, getting comfortable with it though yeah and i think that's a lot of it i think a lot of players are getting comfortable in this defense uh and guys like Metellus, you know, um, are starting to rise up, and make plays. Uh, we both set off off air before we uh, before we started this. Is that you know, we, we're getting way more than we ever thought we get out of Bynum. He seems to be a decent tackler. He has his his shortcomings, obviously, but you know, as far as being a safety, you know, he's a good free safety. If not, you know, I'd say middle of the league. If not, you know, up there. Yeah. Uh, as far as protect productivity and uh, linebackers, I think we could use a little more size there at some point, but yeah, we'll get onto that. And it's what we have this year. I think Flores has done a really great job uh, just keeping us in games a lot where we probably shouldn't have. I thought a really good sign of that was against Philadelphia where we got blown out last year. And then this year, you know, it's like, well, it wasn't, That's a good point. we lost, but we were, wasn't a blowout. Yep. So, I mean, I think I'm impressed so far, and I'd just really like to see again, I'd like to say this, I'd really like to see what he can do with a few more players, especially on that defensive line. And and uh, I think it can go from like, a, you know, 15, 16 defense to 6, 5, something like that. And, and then you're really talking about, you know, something. I mean, Zimmer had great defenses that first part of, of his tenure there. Well, not the very first part. I'd say the second iteration there when he actually got players that he wanted. And what a difference that makes when you know you're going to get stops. You know you can get, get stops when you need them. And I think Flores can provide that, but I just don't think he has the horses right now. Yeah, and also it's, it is those specialty guys, like a pace, like, hey, this guy works in this system. Or even, I remember, you know, Griff, like, he was a guy that was a third down specialist. A lot of times on the inside. We gave him a big deal. People were freaking out. 
because they were going to put him at defensive end, and he was productive for quite some time. So you're right. Guys like this can just get the best out of some guys. And I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, that Philly game is a good example because we fucked up early in that game, way, way earlier than the year prior. Um, when we were trying to come back, we kept fucking up on those long drives. Um, and, and, and really just to keep us in there. And like you said, Evans, I mean, he had 50 defensive snaps, only allowed two receptions, seven tackles. Um, and then on the other side, Murphy going against DJ Moore, uh, you know, one pick, three interceptions, or I'm sorry, three receptions allowed only. So that was big. And then if you start to, we're six games in, right? We're getting, we're getting in there. To, to the season now where you can start to some stuff starts to make sense or add up and go, Oh, that's interesting. And this is Alec Lewis, who by the way is national, but local, if that makes sense, he's covering the bikes. He does a solid job. Need more like him. But um, he was talking about, you know, giving up, you know, explosive plays, explosive plays, uh, you know, percentage wise last year, we finished 27th at 12.2%. Allowed this year, we're second, only 6.9. So just in that little amount of time, you know, you're right. I, I, we kind we of already knew he was the goods. He's proved it not just on the coordinator level, but on the coaching level to be very solid. You know, will he be ultimately a, a Hall of Fame coach? Who knows? We'll see if he, you know, gets the right scenario. Sometimes that comes to it or the right pieces around him or whatever. But, yeah, man, I mean – even, you know, some of the stuff, you know, with the, the Miami influence on that defense and how there'd be a, a second-year corner and a rookie corner, and boom, they're ready to go in this system because you can coach them up and, like you said, the scheme and stuff. So it's – I'm really loving it. I'm loving it. Now Davenport got a little ankle injury. We'll see. It's the opposite ankle. I know a lot of people were freaking out. Oh, he's milking. It's the opposite ankle, guys. Calm down a little bit, Okay. Uh, he's a difference maker. Will he be here next year? I don't know, but he is a difference maker on this roster. That's for sure. Um, and then Hicks, I mean, the old guy still got it. He may have, a, you know, two years left in him or something because uh, that pick was acrobatic, for one. And then the scoop and score was nice, too. I mean, he was like, oh, you're not catching me. Peace. Just a great, fun day. I think it was his uh, birthday, actually, they mentioned. So, uh, you know. Shots out to Hicks. So that that is nice, right? I mean, we are starting to see some some things move on that side. And like you said, 2014 was Simmer's first year from 15 to 19. You know, we were always in the top 10. Um, obviously, 20, 21, 22, it, it was really bad. A lot of that under Simmer had to do with, you know, some injuries, no doubt. But uh, I just, I don't know, with Hunter, man, it's like, we mentioned this before we hit record, and you said it. You said, you know, um, we gotta we gotta see the deal. If it's a sweet deal for Hunter, okay, then we can talk. Sure, I'm not gonna completely rule it out, right? But 28 years old, man, I'd like to see the next two to four years. I, I really would. I mean, this guy, he's playing at a high level, and so uh, you know, like you said, he just doesn't have the other the horses with him. So. Um, God, I'm just it's happy to I'm just happy for him in general because you know he had those freak freaking accidents or you know injuries that just like no it's not a couple games he's out for the season and, and, and you know that one tweak <laughs> of the neck 
um, that, you know, it was a hell of a tweak because he didn't play that year. So uh, it is, it's great for him no matter what. But, yeah, um, we'll see whether it's this week or next week, the deadline, like we said, approaching. Now the offense, way too many lost yards, early downs, stupid penalties to go third and long. We had six or seven third and 11 pluses. Um, it just, it, it just can't do it. Um, most, well, <laughs> we're pretty good at third and 18s and giving up stuff, but I think that's just like the last couple of years in our head. We did it this year, like twice, but normally if you're third and 11, that many times in a game, you're not going to be successful. And that was disappointing. I'd say, you know, the rush attempts, I'd say, were there for Madsen, um, but it just wasn't effective enough. And if we're going to play without Jay Jetta, you know, we're going to have to do what a lot of teams do to us and take what the, the defense gives you. And, and and if you can't establish the run, you're not going to be able to consistently throw it as deep as we've been doing prior to Jefferson getting hurt. And that attention, I mean – in some ways, we talked about this last week, you know, Jordan Addison. Like, there's a couple guys that you're like, hey, these are our future. This is going to be a good test for him. Um, and he even said it, man, if I had not dove and ran through that, I probably would have kept running. I don't know where the safety was there. I'm assuming there was one there. But um, there's just little things that he can get out of this year that he can just – I mean, he's already hit the ground running, obviously. But um, – you know, at some point, do we, because of, you know, I'm not saying Matson can't, you know, the screen is very hit or miss. He's either going to go for 17 yards or a touchdown or he's going to drop the ball. Um, yeah. But Akers is a guy that, why don't we get him more touches because he breaks tackles. And like I said, Matson can break tackles. But I don't know. I, I, I liked where the rush attempts were. Now, that was with, you know, either a tie game or a lead in a grinded-out black-and-blue division-type game. So, of course, you're going to run a little bit more. But I still would like more, which at some point will lead us into next week in the coming weeks without Jefferson. You're on mute, sir. Oh, yeah. Now back on the mic. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's the caveat you got to use. Uh Without Jefferson, it changes everything. You had a, an offense, you know, formulated around getting that guy the ball, and now all of a sudden you end up with Madison getting 25 targets and touches and the rest of the team getting getting 24. That's 55% of the offense. I'm going to Alexander Madison, and you think you might have a better back in Akers. Um, that's, you know, it's just things are up in the air at the moment. They're, it seems like they're kind of going for and you're not getting a lot out of, you know, Madison's dropping the ball. Um, and screen plays. And like you said, you're going to get 17 from them. You're going to get a drop pass. Or you're going to get a, you know, a cloud of dust, but you're not going to get, uh, 25 targets and touches worth, uh, of stuff that you're looking for. And it, it, they've been kind of bogging down in the second half, time of possession in this game, 25 minutes. And somehow you still manage to win. It's like, you know, you want to, obviously, we thought we might see a little more creativity, like moving the ball around and, you know, uh, getting KJ and, and Addison a little more involved. And instead they wanted to run the ball fine. Like you said, black and blue division, Chicago bear soldier field type of thing. Cool. That's great. But, and this is in no way, you know, pining for cook because, you know, it's, it cook might catch some of those screens, but you know, you don't 
really it just is Madison the guy you want to be doing that's like kind of like do you want to throw to ham in third down situations just seems like there's a lot that's kind of in flux as to who's going to get the targets who's going to get the ball is Kirk comfortable with Addison in all situations is Kirk comfortable with KJ in, in all situations um you know is there another back Akers does need more carries I think the whole fan base is saying give Akers the ball he's faster you know He's got a little more shiftiness to him, it seems. Um, and you go short yards with Madison or you, you know, work him in. I think maybe people want the, the carries reversed as far as, uh, the amount. Um, but you know, Addison or Madison hasn't had the greatest beginning of the year and, you know, maybe it'll climb throughout the course of the season and he'll get a little bit better. But at this point, it's been underwhelming and, you know, where's tight Chandler? You know, he also has a little shake to him and you don't see a lot of that. So. Offensively, there are some questions now with Jefferson out, and I think they were there before. But you know, if you can just chuck a ball up on third and ten, and, and more than likely get a completion to Jefferson, that covers up a lot of warts. And and now you're starting to see those warts offensively, and uh, even against a a bad passing defense like the Bears, um, you thought you could have done a few more things, but you know. That's an adjustment, man, and you got to let that be. Just as we're saying, the defense is progressing uh, throughout the course of the season. You have to let the offense progress, and without one of its main cogs for what at least three more games. So, yeah, uh, it could get you know very weird uh, coming up here, especially when you got to face a very good defense um, coming up. We'll get to that, but yeah, yeah it, it was a very underwhelming offensive performance. Thank God the defense kept us in there with the turnovers and so on. But yeah, I think things have got to get fixed. And I think putting Akers in there and, you know, maybe, maybe some more creativity as far as misdirection type of stuff. Uh, Kirk hasn't been on rollouts much lately. There's just some strange things going on offensively, but I think it will work itself out. Uh, but you got lucky in this one and we're just able to score uh, enough to win. But, you know, I think we were all expecting a little bit more against that Chicago defense. Yeah, I mean, not to say, like, there is no rollout in this offense, but the play action is not even disguised as a full-on play. It's an early play action, but they're really mad. It's it's not a full-on play action. You, you notice that? They'll, they'll, they'll put out the hand, and it won't even be like a kind of fake. It's, oh, we're passing. You know, I, I don't know. It just it, – the combination of – I just, like, I'm trying to think of – you know, the main head coach that he learned from offensively. And, you know, when push came to shove, um, when he was in the playoffs, they ran the fuck out of the ball there with the Rams that year, and they had two running backs, too. Um, now, they had a stud line in the next year when they had a couple injuries. They didn't make the playoffs. So that's part of it, obviously. You know, and, and, and you know, if you keep – and this is nothing new – Right. If you look at Coach Ko, for two or this is our third year where first down rushing has just been garbage, or first down positive stuff has just been garbage in general. This is an ongoing thing. That's like you mentioned, Cook. That's with Cook there. There, there just isn't the holes being graded, but the interior they can um, run block on average, especially when you pull them and all that. So it's like I think you got to stay true to it. But then again, another thing about another layer of this offense, 
just like it was with the Rams, is they're really trying to get the ball to one guy mostly for a good part of it and then find another guy. That's what it's all about. If you look at targets, like I said, we've the most targeted receiver through three years and change is Jefferson, and it's, and it's by a lot, too. So that's cool and all, but now all of a sudden, like you said, that makes it more than just an adjustment of leaving him. But when your whole offense is ran around that, and, and you know, <laughs> the argument's there to do it <laughs> because of what you have talent-wise, um, and especially now, you know, Addison that can separate. Um, it is going to be tough, and honestly, I, I do think it's going to be West Coast. Throw the ball four yards on first down then. And, and, and now you're looking at, you know, second and six. Maybe you get a two, three-yard pickup. Now it's third and three. A lot more manageable. Um, and that that's the only problem. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, like I said, that interior, Bradbury and those guys, their best scores for PFF are run block. And it is funny. We talked about this as well how we have, like, a top five, top ten line. We have one of the better lines on PFF. And people say, and I saw today that, well, I thought there was a narrative. Why is it? Well, remember, in that Chicago game, they had him as the – they had uh, cousin PF, Cousins PFF was the third best quarterback of the week. So you can't take some of PFF and then, well, hold on. What about this? We all know we don't have a great interior. All know though that we have great tackles, and that does help the quarterback at least see mostly where the fucking shit's coming from. And so, okay, I'll take a hit on this and I'll deliver it. So that's why we still had success, um, you know, as an offense. Now, could we have more? Hell yeah. But, um, you know, that's why we're able to continue to move the ball. And if it wasn't for this, you know, the last two year, two day, two games, knock on wood, it's been better. If we could just turn the ball over one time a game from here on out, that'd be so much better than eight through five games because that's record-setting pace at that point. So if we clean that up and, and you know maybe lean into this West Coast offense um, right now, anyway, I'm not saying for good, but right now, um, you know, then we could maybe catch them on certain plays where we all of a sudden run and hey there's a hole and stuff so I don't know but I'm with you on the acres thing I'm definitely with you why not give it you know both of them uh, the same right around the same amount of carries and, you know, and see what happens because, and quickly before we uh, sorry but quickly before we go on to a uh, little preview stuff um, you know you kind of have to work both ways with this Addison thing Chris we both love him we think he's you know he's got four touchdowns through six games um, he's sneaky quick all the things we like about him, I think you have to use this time without Jefferson is to really explore what you can do with Addison. And I'm not saying target him a bunch, but maybe throw him in the Jefferson role and see, okay, what can he do there, you know, to, to do some things? Um, and then what does he do very well? You know, you can start to use this so that when you do get Jefferson back, now you have a great idea of what you can get out of Addison and build confidence with Kirk here. And so maybe do target him more. Maybe go to him. See what he does well, what he doesn't do well. Obviously, we know blocking's a thing, but, you know, he needs to put some weight on. All right, fine. So maybe get him out of that. But try some bubble screens. Try some stuff. Try some, you know, routes that Jefferson would run. I think they need to be a little more creative there so that when they finally do get Jefferson back and if they plan 
to try to win some games here. Um, it'd be nice to use this as a exploratory time with him and see, okay, you know, how can we utilize that? So maybe you get to a point with Addison in the next four games where he's getting doubles. And now all of a sudden you've established him as a number one, not the number one, because when Jefferson comes back, he'll be the number one, but at least you have two number ones. Now you got to decide who to double. I think you see where I'm going here. Yeah. And, that and sounds I didn't, like a, I didn't able to run that. at that point. <laughs> right. And I, I just didn't see that uh, sure. any kind of experimentation or creativity there or just using Addison. I thought the pass that Kirk made to him was just a bullet, great ball, and Addison got it. Um, but, you know, those are the type of things that I, if, if you're going to win ugly, I want to see it because of that because you're trying stuff. You're, you know, you're trying to figure out a, another way out of the box uh, without Jefferson. And, you know, in the long run, a four-game absence of this player that you're so dependent on could turn out to be a positive if, if you manage it the right way. Yep, I agree. And uh, one thing that was evident, not just beyond the third in longs, is tight fucking coverage. I mean, time and time again when we were throwing, it was like, all right, someone's going to have to make a play because this shit ain't working. I mean, the only play I can remember that was wide open uh, was that deep bomb. And, you know, Addison even said, if I wouldn't have jumped, I would have made a, I would have made the catch because it was a much harder catch uh, when you jump because you got to come down with it. We're not going to get into the last week, right, Aaron, with the, with the catch. But he puts you into that tumble of, oh, shit, this, did the ball move? Um, and was it the field had he just kept running and trusted as a rookie? And that's the toughest thing about wide receivers is those little increases instrumental little things that you like, dude, next time I'm going to run right through it. That's probably a touchdown or, like I said, I shouldn't say a touchdown, at least a 30-yard pickup. I don't know where the safety was uh, on the all-22, so maybe it would have been a touchdown. But, you know, the boy's got some juice, so he can maybe, uh, you know, swivel uh, on the safety and, and, and walk in and dance. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And, um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, that, that about does it. Should we should we hold? I mean, we're we're forty minutes in. Given the fact that we're playing uh, both line of scrimmages like this, and the deadline's not next week; it's the week after after a game. Should we hold off on the trade deadline stuff? I mean, we're pretty deep into the pod right now. Yeah, I thought you know offline we kind of did a quick little thing where I thought it was you know there's really only one piece, Chris and. In my opinion, because you might have a different one, but you know, there's really only one that you're going to garner any real, any real return for. And we kind of brushed on it earlier with Hunter. It's like, and we want to see him in his prime, and he's one of those, you know, five key positions. So it's like, all right, well, are you going to move Hunter or not? And that's basically what it comes down to, and that'll be the telltale sign of what you want to do for the year. So it's a quick conversation, as far as I'm concerned. So I mean, I. I think we could probably just leave it at that. And then well, if, there's and more to it. I just out. don't know if I want to get into that because, well, you know, it, you're right. The Hunter or the Cousins things, but that goes off. Of, if we have another think. loss, if we're two and five with a potential two and six, you know, and someone got hurt somewhere, well, then maybe it would come alive. But I just, I don't know. I think we're going to need content next week as Probably, yeah. You know what I mean? That's where I'm coming with. And new Um, things could, like you said, new things can arise. But speaking of creativity, like, 
offensively, you're going to need it next week, Chris. I mean, you're going to have to do something. You got Bosa. You got the big guy. Uh, you got a very good defense you're facing. You're without your best player. You, your they best offensive lost. weapon. They just lost a heartbreaker on a kick. Um, they're offensively playing pretty well. Um, it's a test. I mean, it really is. It's Monday night football with all those uh, narratives related to the Vikings and or cousins. So you, it's a tough one. And you really have to, I mean, the only way to really beat this defense is misdirection and creativity and rollouts and screens and things like that are all these things that you were lacking uh, in Chicago uh, running the football being uh, probably first and foremost among them. Um, it's a quick turnaround as far as like offensively uh, game plan wise, you're, you're going to need to do a lot of things that you didn't do very well uh, against Chicago and, just to have some sort of success offensively and defensively. I mean, that, that's all, that's another side of the coin to talk about, but I think a struggle offensively here is probably coming unless, you know, you can, we can't do reverses and trick plays all game, but you might need to throw a few of those in there. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, we're, you know, at home minus seven 49ers. It's a 45 over under. Cleveland had a little foot thing. The big man in a foot thing, I don't think he's going to play. Uh, the opposite ankle, Davenport, excuse me, Davenport, we do get an extra day because it is Monday night, so maybe one of those guys could play, but it wouldn't shock me if both of them were out. Now, on the flip side, um, their big boy, speaking of Trent Williams in a foot, he left the game and was in a boot after, okay? And they're thinking long-term this year, so my guess is he won't play. Um, Debo Samuel, same thing, shoulder issue. Couldn't return last just yesterday. I'm thinking he won't play. Now, McCaffrey's, he's always banged up, it seems. A lot of running backs are. Um, I, I could see him playing, you know, Um but sometimes, even before they got him, they'd have good backs, solid backs, but they just scheme up some some Debo as a run. You know, they they just they scheme it up, and it's weird, it's ugly, it, it it's just it just fucking works though. And why? Because of that line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, but especially offensively, you know. But when you look at it last week, I mean, they didn't do much through the air, but thirty four carries, a buck sixty on the ground. Got a tutty, 4.7 average. Um, even the Rams earlier this year, the two tight games really that they've had, one loss, one one win, um, still had, you know, 89 yards. And, and then they passed 55 times. So it was a lot of what you're talking about. Um, you know, just short pass, do this, do that. Now there was some late turnovers as well. And we're, we don't always late turnover. We like to get those out of the way in the first half. <laughs> but um, but that, that was a part of that game. So whether we like it or not, whether it comes off the West Coast, four yards and a cloud of, dust, a cloud of turf, um, we, we got we to gotta move the ball a little bit there. Or else, like I said, 80 yards, 80 yards rushing. We're not, I'm not asking for a buck 20 every time out. But 80, even 80 yards would actually do so much. 
and somehow keep them under 120 or something like that. Um, that you know that that's really the the way you're gonna beat them. Um, that said, though, you know I can mention Debo. He's he kills us. McCaffrey running game right set up the play action. They love the play action. Trent, I mean that guy. You know that's a Nice guy to have against uh, if he's got to line up, you know, against a hunter or, or whoever. If he's out, that's big. The problem is Jay Jet is out. <laughs> and we've played everybody damn close since, almost everybody, I should say, since like uh, the last part of 2020, like especially 2021, last year and this year. I mean, the amount of one-score games is just uh, almost unheard of. We all know that there's a ton of one-score games, and it's only going up seemingly every year. And, and as far as we could finish fifth place, but for good, like fifth worst, but a couple wins here and there, all of a sudden, you know, when you look at how many, you know, we, there's bad teams that have, you know, Carolina, no wins, but one and twos, right, like us. But then there's not many that far away. So who the fuck knows? But it's just tough. Barring, like, the type of turnovers in the red zone in key, you know, times uh, of a game like we've been doing um, through through the first five games. Um, beyond that stuff where the just shit goes wrong, we were able to get it, you know, hit an arm when he throws and the ball pops up. You know, just there's a fumble here. We stopped him, a turnover on downs uh, in the red zone. Beyond just a 3-0 turnover margin, you know, I just I just don't see it based off the line of scrimmage. So I, I got, you know, the Vikings don't surprise losing. Um, you know, I may buy it to like a, a 10 or 8.5 or something like that, a plus number, just because you know how we like, you know, we're, we're going to be in there. Um, and it does hurt not having Devo in, in some guys. No doubt it hurts a little bit. But they're deep, and like you said, it's both lines of scrimmage. Yeah, and McCaffrey, I think he's got a oblique injury or something like that. I don't know if that can necessarily keep him out. I tried to look it up to see if he's actually out, but we're a little early for injury report. Yeah, I think and that would be that would be a big problem uh, if he plays and is anything close to healthy. Um, he's just a good back, and he's managed to stay healthy the last couple of years, which is good. But you're right, Chris. I just don't see a lot of ways to win this game, especially without Jets. And uh, even with Jets, it'd be a, a tough ask. Uh, considering the way our trenches are, it's still the same deal. Uh, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors we're doing defensively that's helping, but the only thing that beats the smoke and mirrors is actual real meat and potatoes, which they have. Um, a running game would help. Uh, we're begging for Acres to get some carries, I think, that's what's got to happen here. You want to run the football against these guys. Uh, you're at home, so, you know, maybe you get a little juice there. Um, but, yeah, I just don't see them winning, Chris. I wish I could, but I, I just don't. I, I think it's more than a seven-point game. Probably ten points is where I'm at. Uh, Vikings lose by ten or more. Um, just because, of the, like I said, it's it's set up to kind of – all their strengths are our weaknesses. And, you know, that's how it was in Philly. We managed to keep it a game. Um, but and let's hope we can do it here. Keep it respectable is, is what we're going for here against the Niners on Monday night, and hopefully it's a good performance and a, a good game to watch because nothing worse than the national televised night games and the game's over and the 
halfway through the second quarter, it's, which could possibly happen. And, you know, there's other possibilities. We come up, we play really well and have the game of the year and we win, but I just don't see that. I think the Niners just are out talent us um, throughout the board. Yes. And I think that's what's going to win this game for them. And, um, Unfortunately, puts us to two and five at that point, and then we have you know, other discussions to, to talk about there. But um, yeah, you know, I, I got to say, ten points or more to them and uh, to the Niners, and another loss. And you know, I keep picking losses, and it, and it's it's not good, but uh, you know, it's it's just the way the season is, and you know, I, I just feel that way about the squad as far as you know. Chris, since uh, game one, it's just been worrying about interior offensive line and interior defensive line, and there's just not a lot of answers if you don't have the talent there. Yeah, although the last two years we didn't have that either. Um, and a lot of it's been these goddamn fumbles at key times. So if we ever get over that, like we did you know, the last two weeks, I don't know if we can make that a habit. Here's what's funny, though. Dustin Baker, the stat guy, <laughs> said this is kind of funny. If the Vikings shock the 49ers, and these things happen. This is kind of to the point I'm talking about. Jackson, or the Jaguars beat the Saints. That's not, not impossible. Buccaneers beat the Falcons. That's just not impossible. The Giants beat the Commanders. That could be a tie, 3-3. Um, the Broncos beat the Packers. That's tough. Um, Steelers beat the Rams. That's not crazy. If that happened and we beat the Niners, we'd be the, play, we'd be the wild card. <laughs> it's just fucking like, what? Are you serious? Like, three out of those five things could happen. Um, I don't think they're all going to happen. But that just goes to show you in the coming weeks, not just writing it all on, you know, week six or whatever. But, um, but yeah, like you said, it's it, it just it's, – it's, it's, it's just tough, man. You just need a couple things to really go your way at key times. And if you're relying on that, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I had a – 28 to 16 is what I had it at. Um, but I am looking at, um, um, once I get, you know, we're Trent Williams and Debo, all that stuff, I may buy a plus 10 and a half or something like that. Um, all right. Well, and, you know, we, we should say um, we haven't been great at picking them this year. <laughs> if you look at it, I think this is our worst year. Yeah, um, that's true. Because week one, we both thought we were going to win. Uh, we didn't. Week three, we both thought they were going to win. We didn't. Um, both of us picked last week that they weren't going <laughs> to, and they did. You know, so I guess they're, you know, see what we're we're having to grasp onto. So this kind of shows you where this game is. Um, but it is now the time in the show where Rosedale, the pig, has to find a home here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, sir. It's been so long. I'm sick of it. It's been so long. You know, uh, Iowa, uh, Corn, and apparently the Hawkeyes. uh, And the offensive tight ends. Yeah, and and a a stiff defense. You know, that's how it's been. Um, And now we're back there again. We had a chance last year. Oh, a fleeting chance to beat him at home. And uh, didn't get the job done. Um, Offensively, I think we're always – a little more talented than them, but defensively they're just tougher, man. And it's like, I don't know how you get toughness in a defense, but 
apparently they figured that out in Iowa. Nonetheless, you got to go down there. It makes it a little bit tough. Even in 19, we lost to them, Chris, and we had a, you know, that game would have changed. I think that would have brought us to the conference championship game, wouldn't it, if we had beaten them? We would have went, like went to the Rose Bowl. Something like that. Probably good. We went to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, something. We could lose in the conference final and went to the Rose Bowl that year. Something good would have happened. Um, so, you know, if you lose this one, Chris, it's it's a narrative. I mean, it's already a narrative, but if you lose this one, it's a it's a definite, but can't beat Iowa thing. You know, um, there's been a lot of different stuff going on. You've got Wisconsin in a pretty well even a match in your tenure, PJ, but this Iowa thing is is getting out of hand. So yeah, they're tough. I mean. They're tough. It's a tough. It's a tough ask. It, they're like I said, defensively always very good. Uh, you don't have Modelin on. You don't have uh, a lot of things, but you know you have to get this one um, for the season. Like we've been saying for the last two weeks, this this will crown your season if you can get the Iowa monkey off your back and you know just at least put that to bed. Get Floyd back in Minneapolis. I think that's the best thing to do. Now the chances that happen, I I don't know. Um it's tough to go down to Iowa and win. Uh, even in your best teams, you, you weren't able to do it. Um they I hate to say they got your number, but maybe it's a coach coach system thing, but they got your number so far. You got to do something. You got to be outside the box. You got to try something new uh and get past this defense. Um you know, I I th- my own personal opinion, it's a toughness thing. It's a it's a want to thing. Um, I think Iowa likes the fact that they can go into homes and say that they beat you every year. It helps win recruiting battles um, and so on and so forth, although that landscape is changing. We went into that a little bit uh, last week. But, yeah, Chris, I mean, there's a lot of things to say, but really the bottom line is just beat Iowa. 2019, 23-19, Johnson drops the pass right at the goal line to go ahead in that game. 2000, well, COVID year, we, we had like 28 guys out, no kicker. I'm not going to go there. But, but um, 2021, 27-22, very winnable game. Last year, 13-10, to fucking 10, had the lead, driving down the, the, the shit in like nine-degree weather. Shit dropped off like third week of November. Our guy, Mo somehow, some way gets the first down, but somehow fumbles. Barely any fumbles ever. That's that's a Minnesota thing. It's not your fault, Mo. It's not your fault. But it was fucking right there. And I think why it's so hard to beat them is because we're trying to build the exact same team. And that's tough because it's like, okay, but can you do that to us? I've been here for 28. Years. <laughs> like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. You can make fun of my offense all you want. That's fine. I'm six and one right now. I've had an undefeated season. I've already done a bunch of shit. I got a contract, you know. Um, I'm not saying PJ doesn't have a contract, but this is the year. This is the year. I did it on the college ball show earlier. Minnesota will will win this game against Iowa on the road. It's not at night. Not at night in Kinnick, but they, I just, there's just, something's got to give randomly, and I I just, why not this year in a random year, and I can see, we got a, we got a week off, coming in fresher, 
I guess to the point, there's really no excuse. Their fucking defense or their offense is just horrendous. So that part of, well, we don't have a good offense. Yeah, they don't either. It's way worse than ours. So their dependence on, like last week, an 82-yard run for a touchdown. You know, Don't give up a 70-yard run. Don't give up, you know, that play-action deep pass. I'm a little worried about that because we have been this year. Um, but for some odd reason, it's something's got to give. And, and I think this is going to be the year. Is it cold out there on that limb? That you're on out there with the, with the wind? I was going to say, it's windy. It is windy. Yeah, yeah. The branch is moving a lot. Ah, man, I wish I had your optimism. Yeah, and I'm glad I, you it's, mentioned. It's, 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 it's not optimism. It's like traditionally speaking or you know odds the odds are actually starting to go our way based off the track record of these games that's all i'm saying so sometimes you gotta gotta go on the limb sure during a 50 degree day or 50 mile an hour day i mean i can't tell you how much i hope you're right um but i'm gonna probably take the opposite view they're gonna run the ball they're gonna do what they do they're gonna play defense uh we're going to run, try to run the ball uh, against a good defense. Like you said, they've seen everything we've done. They've done everything that we want to do. Um, it's just a – can you surprise them with something that's substantial? Um, they kind of know what you're going to do. You've been doing it for six years. It's also not years. fucking up. Because some of yeah, these games we just right. fucking avoid up. Avoid mistakes, yep. you got to avoid mistakes, especially for a road win, you know. Uh, if this was a home game, I think this would probably I'd probably be on your side. If this was if we were at home, this might be the year. But I just hard to go down the road there and, and beat them at their place. Now I will be ecstatic if it happens, and I will be that will send you, you know, your flowers. Yes, you picked it. It's awesome, great. But I just don't. I think it's another tough loss. To I want a very low scoring game, like ten, thirteen, ten, something like that. Just grind it out. And it may set the record to... for lowest over-under. And Iowa's been involved in a bunch of those these last couple of years, too. Yep, Including and it's going to be like... And it was 13 to 10, you know, at 23 points. <laughs> I could see it going down to we're up 10-3 or something. Yeah. Or like, you know, 9-3. Yeah, 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 we're up 10-6. And just like you said, out of nowhere comes a play-action pass for a mm. touchdown over the top. And it's <laughs> yep. going, you know. It just plays over. out that way. It really and has. it's probably like, you know, a hand was there, defender was in position. It'll <laughs> yeah, be tough. Right. I'm like, you know, just everything was there, but it just didn't get done. And uh-huh. uh, God, I hope that's not it. I really do. I, I really hope we just go down there and we win, you know, a, a 13-6 game or something like that and just edge it out and finally get that because that'll make it. Then you beat Iowa. You got Wisconsin in a competitive uh, environment as far as, like, nobody's lopsiding these, uh, you know, axe games. And then you're kind of in the Big Ten before the Big Ten takes a drastic change. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's a tough ask to go down and win in Iowa. I think a lot of teams have had great years. Penn State, I think, lost down there once. Uh, many teams have gone down to Iowa and had their season – Crush. Now we're not in a position to have our season crush. It would just be that's where loss we're going to lose Goosey. That's exactly right. what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. that's another uh, angle is the Lucy Gooseyness. Like, yeah. can it get worse? In fact, if it is, if we lose, can we lose by thirty and just get it over with so we don't have to do these? You know, like you just mentioned the yeah. the last little. Oh, God, we had it. Yeah. Or you just 
barely avoids a sack. He had him in his hand. And yeah. We go down the different scenarios of, of how <laughs> devastating it could be. But I, I think we lose a, a very uh, low-scoring game, uh, just tough, old-school Big Ten football before the conference changes. And because PJ's going to run the ball. I mean, that's what he's going to do. He's going to try to do that. Um, now, you know, he has been – a little pass happy this season, so maybe he thinks he can go down there and reinvent the wheel with some. Hopefully, with some Taylor passing comes back. That'd be really but nice yeah. to have Taylor. Oh, Lindenberg! It sounds like he he's going to play. If we can get yeah. Taylor and Lindenberg, okay, hold on. Okay, hold on. I'd like to see a game of Lindenberg knock the rust off though before you go into Iowa. But it's but, such a hey, bummer. Yeah, but it is what it is. I, yeah, I I'd love to have your optimism. I certainly hope you're right. Oh, I'm not op- I'm not optimistic. I, you're you just putting it out there. Into the yep, sometimes you got to make pits and yeah. just this shit happens. But I don't. I'm not feeling good about it. You know. Yeah, and then I, you know, if they do lose, as I suspect they might, that's a big. Now that's the monkey gets bigger as the coach used to. Always yes. Say, you know, and that's it's getting larger and larger and larger now um, against Iowa, and uh, yeah. PJ's going to be hearing a lot more of that, and I don't think that's something we want. So maybe you know, maybe they do a little Alamo here. And they yeah, just come out and they, and they win, you know. This is that the would, Rose Bowl this year. Yeah, you can go one and zero in the in the Iowa season, and uh, and win, win it all. Could you uh, imagine how long that press conference would be? It'd be an eighty-four minute press conference. Oh yeah, they won. I Two mean, cans of Coke, you know. Would be yeah, exactly. Hold on, do we got more time? Yeah, we got plenty of time. Actually, follow me in the shower. I'm uh, I need to, yeah. you know, like. Let me tell you how I did that. Oh my gosh, yeah. that would be hilarious. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this has got to be it. Otherwise, it's going to be it's now a gorilla. So let's yeah, come on, man, just just do it. I'm a Gopher so, fan. I want to see him win. So yeah. you know, that's how it works. Let's go down and take care of this one. Um, and then all bets are off as far as you know Iowa in the future. So we don't have to put so much weight on this game. But this game has yes. kind of become weighted due to the fact that you haven't won one yet. So go down and win it. That's that's the that's the the point. And then one last note, what are we going to do Monday night? Are we going to do it after the game? Are we going to do it Tuesday night? What What do you want to do? What's if it works for you, let's do Tuesday night. Okay, we can do Tuesday. All right, All right. sounds good. So we'll be back next Tuesday. Well, let's hope we can get one of these, you know, because, I mean, I really, beyond just so many things that have to go right in that Niners game. I just, I just don't. I guess, I guess you could say we're due because so many things have gone wrong. But I just don't. I don't believe it without Jefferson. Hopefully, we can get this damn Iowa game. Anyway, we'll be back next Tuesday, not Monday. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.